welcome to this phase podcast series, Continuing to Parent in Lockdown. to our very first episode of this podcast and um, I'm joined today by Hannah. Hey. Hi Hannah, nice to see you. It's great to be here. Oh it's great to see you even if it is over Zoom. Oh, <laughs> We're all just used to that Zoom. now. <laughs> okay. Although uh, my biggest struggle with Zoom is always trying to sort my lighting out and get a good, get a good position. Yeah. Even after all these months I've still not mastered it. Yeah it's, it's always hard. Yeah, although actually I did find out today that apparently yesterday was the shortest day of the year, which does mean that the days are getting longer and lighter. Woohoo! So that gave me a bit of joy today, exactly. (laughs) Summer is around the corner. Yay! Love it. Well, I'm Emily and this is Hannah. We both work for FaZe in Hitchin. Um, And this is the first of three short podcasts where we're going to discuss some of the challenges for people, um, particularly for parents. Uh, during this pandemic and headed into the new year and we sent out a survey to parents a few months ago just to gain an understanding of where they were at and what the biggest challenges were for them Um, and we want to use this space as a an opportunity to just discuss some of those topics. Great and you've chatted to a few different parents haven't you Emily about some of these areas so Kirsty who's a parent of three Nicholas, who's an amazing advocate for positive mental health and well-being, and Donna, who used to be part of the FASE team as the support and interventions lead and also has a background working in mental health. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to hearing from them. And um, one of the biggest standout things that came from that survey was a huge proportion of parents said that change and uncertainty was the biggest challenge to their well-being moving forward. Yeah, I definitely 100% agree agree with that like that's been one of the biggest challenges for me I think I'm someone who loves certainty loves control like loves knowing what's happening um so to basically live through this year in uncertainty and live in that tension has just been a massive kind of thing that I've had to to learn how to live with that and learn live in that and find ways to be able to um to manage you know with the constant kind of changes in rules and what you can do one minute Mm -hmm. and what you can't do um, and so, yeah, it's definitely something that I've had to, to learn how to manage and, and live in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it'd be great for us to hear from Kirsty and Donna and about their experience. Hi there, my name's Kirsty Baker. I am uh, married. I've got a husband and three children and they are 15, 11 and 8. Um, so yeah, lockdown has been interesting. Um, the first big one that we had, obviously all the kids were home and we were having to do schoolwork at home and my husband was also working from home. So that was quite a difference to what we normally, how we normally roll. Um, but the older two were able to get on with their schoolwork quite well. And, uh, I was just helping the little one a bit more with hers. So it was okay, but as everyone found, I'm sure it was just hard to, um, keep the kids motivated some days and just find stuff for them to do um but uh other than that the the little one we just had has um obviously been a bit different because the kids were back at school and um uh although there was a little little patch where my oldest was home because he had to isolate having been near someone who had COVID at his school so um that one went really quickly actually and was just that was a bit slower pace for me and um 
almost quite nice for me actually because some of my job stopped and um normally I do a bit of cleaning in the week and I've got a couple of shifts uh, a shop so uh, just a sales assistant there so that that part closed but I managed to still do okay. my cleaning so yeah it was a bit slower pace that one it's quite nice <laughs> yeah um so I've got a young a young family I've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old I've been working from home since March so working, working remotely. Um, and I, I live in Hitchin in Hertfordshire. Um, I guess my lockdown experience, maybe unlike other people's, is, is, is broadly been pretty good. I guess I'm one of the fortunate ones that I've got to spend time with my children and be involved in their life in a more meaningful way than could ever have been possible pre-COVID. So, you know, being able to do the school run, contribute with the homework. We're all having dinner together. We're yeah. getting quality time together. So whilst I wouldn't have wished for COVID to happen, I, I'm a big believer in making the best of the situation and controlling the controllables. And now I can't control the fact COVID's here, but I can control how I'm responding to it and how I'm trying to make the best of it. Um, I mean, it hasn't been plain sailing perfect. Don't, don't get me wrong. I've, I've had my down days. My mental health has been a bit up and down. You know, there are there have been things happening in, in the family that haven't been easy. Um, you know, but broadly, my lockdown experience I think has been fairly positive. And dressing up like an idiot, which I've now done twice in a row, has definitely helped that 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 lockdown experience and that sense of community that I've really felt. I think has been another real benefit of lockdown from my personal point of view. I am at the moment, um, I'm a full-time mum um, and I'm at home with a three-year-old daughter and my husband who works in a school. So um, yeah, I guess for us, my day-to-day -day life hasn't been actually too, too much impacted by, by lockdowns. Um, we've been really lucky in that sense. I've not had work to try and figure out, you know, we've all been in good health and and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so we're, there's a lot to be thankful for in that. But I guess the effects that we've seen have been a bit more in what we've been unable to do. So some of the plans that we had for the year and, you know, everyone's had this experience to some extent, you know, there's, there's been limitations with this. A lot of stuff we've had to cancel. My plan was to go back to work this year, um, which um, I've not been able to do. Um, so the job that I had in mind didn't work out. Um, we also planned before I go back to work, we had a two month trip to Australia planned and it was a big family thing and, and that had to be cancelled as well. So, um, so there, I guess, was some, yeah, some real disappointments and adjusting your expectations in that sense. But, um, but day to day, um, not too massively different. And I guess as an introvert as well, living a more simple life has actually worked really well for me in some ways. So, yeah. um, but what I have noticed lately though, is actually the cumulative effect of the little everyday things that have actually become a bit harder. So not having people to help out with, uh, with childcare or just, just family who can sort of um, chip in and give you days off, take, um, do, you know, do they impromptu taking um, my daughter out for a bit to give us a bit of time to ourselves or, or just some of that socialising, which sometimes just gives you that, um, that unwinding um, and stuff, which is sometimes a good way of coping with stuff. So we've not had that. And I think over time, and I've been talking to a lot of other people lately as well, I, you know, that that gets really exhausting and tiring. And 
and especially for this lockdown I think I've been really tired because it's been quite different to the previous lockdown for me last time there was nothing really that needed to be done apart from you know trying to look after everyone in the house and trying to entertain a three-year-old which can be very tiring but it's also quite joyous at times and um but this time I think for this lockdown there were a lot more expectations of a normal level of productivity resuming and and that's felt difficult um you know after everything else being cancelled this year I signed up to start a course in September and I've had to do that and I've had voluntary stuff going on and those things just still had to continue and once again I didn't have childcare to, to help out with that stuff so there's been a lot to actually juggle and I think suddenly life has quite felt busy, felt quite busy but um, but without some of the downtime um, that we'd normally have so so yeah that's my experience like I said there's a lot to be um, thankful for but um, but I think I'm noticing talking to lots of different people like yeah there's just a feeling of, of real exhaustion and and I think we're all valid in like feeling that and having our own experiences um, because yeah we've all experienced it in such different ways it's like a global experience but we actually feel it in, in such different ways don't we so we sent out a survey to parents and one of the things that we found is that they identified one of the biggest challenges moving forward is juggling just the constant change and the uncertainty about when things are going to change um so what strategies would you use to manage change and uncertainty yeah it's absolutely right it definitely is the uncertainty isn't it and I think that's quite hard even as an adult when your life's chopping and changing like that but I guess with the children and just being quite conscious of how how they're finding it so even that bit where my son just got sent home for two weeks that was just out of the blue on his way to school he gets called back mm -hmm. and you know it's quite hard for them to just sort of um manage that he's suddenly home for two weeks like what do you mean he was enjoying being back at school so I think I'm just really trying myself and trying to teach the children as well just to um as much as possible just to, to go with the flow like they I'm, I'm lucky enough that they're old enough in a sense I think it's really hard for parents of younger children but obviously mine are at an age where I mean the eight-year-old not quite as much but they do understand what's happening and um, that obviously brings its own challenges as well because they can worry about that but I think they do understand to an extent what is going on and I'm just trying to say to them look we just have to go with you know whatever we're told the government announcements come out and and you know we go by those rules so as much as it is it is hard to keep chopping changing this is what it is for now let's go with that we know that for this this amount of weeks and then when we hear anything different we'll we'll sort of go with that but yeah just trying as much as possible um which is not always in my nature actually so it has taught me that definitely to just be a bit more flexible and uh yeah just get creative with ways that we can still see people and still trying to get them you know in contact with their friends and everything it is so great they're back at school I think that has massively helped um the first lockdown I think my son really struggled I was quite worried about him for some of it just with you know he wasn't sleeping and they just they need that in the day don't they to yeah. just that kind of physically as well for him just to get out and be able to just burn off some energy and um also just yeah friendships and having banter with his mates and things like that he really yeah. missed that so just trying to find ways um and ways that don't include a screen that is a challenge <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah just trying to go with the flow really that's a great question uh i think for me change and uncertainty is a fact of life but it's also something that I've had to face into quite a lot in my career so the role I do is full of dynamic change uncertainty ambiguity yeah 
things that I can't always predict. And I think I think it's important for me with you know young children that they understand that change is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think one of the first strategies I always use is just trying to accept it. Yeah. Change won't always be good, it won't always be bad, but the one certainty is it's going to happen. So yeah, how I some of the strategy, the other strategies I use for managing change, I guess, are trying to live in the here and now where you can. So mm -hmm. I struggle with with anxiety and I'm quite public about that. And one of the kind of side effects of, of anxiety for anyone that, that also struggles with it is that your mind can get ahead very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. It can, it, it can take you down paths that, 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 that can feel pretty calamitous. And, you know, I guess because of that experience, I've had to force myself to try and bring it back to the here and now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, try and live in the here and now. Try not to think too far ahead or certainly don't worry about what's coming when you think about change or uncertainty but equally you know plan for it so yeah. and what does that look like living in the here and now how do you do that how do I do that um I try and set I journal every night so every night I try and like reflect on the day and that helps me where I can try and practice a bit of gratitude because I think yeah. being grateful for what you've got is a really easy but often overlooked way of living in the here and now yeah definitely it's, you know trying to enjoy the times you've got so again you know, with my children I've tried to live in the here and now by enjoying the world through their eyes yeah if children don't think about the past or the future it's all about the present so I think being a parent allows me naturally to live a bit more in that oh, way yeah. um yeah I think there's other things that people talk a lot a lot about um things like meditation and you know sometimes you think oh really is that but I've meditated for quite a few years now and when you get into the swing of it, the ability of just breathing <laughs> and recognizing a breath and actually like enjoying it, that's a real grounder in terms of just putting yourself back into your own body. Because again, your mind can take you all sorts of places. You know, you can daydream, you can be sat on a conference call looking out the window. Taking a breath can really do a lot for you to think, okay, let's put my mind back in my own body. Yeah, for me, I would really echo that, actually. I really struggle with uncertainty. I hate not being able to picture what's ahead. And that, for me, is something that really triggers anxiety. So, um, and that's a big thing right now, isn't it? None of us knows what next year is going to look like. And, and for us as a family, there's some big potential changes on the horizon for us. But due to the pandemic situation, we can't guarantee any timescales. So that sort of, it leaves us in a, in a bit of a limbo, I guess. And unable to plan for it, feeling a bit helpless. Um, and, I, and I hate feeling like that. I think control is a biggie when it comes to change, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because control gives us a sense of safety. And, and normally we live in this sort of illusion that we have control over what's happening in our lives. But of course, the reality is there's very little we have control over and change is always inevitable. But when things are actually changing, we, what we start to do is to notice the things that we have no control over and we overly focus on those things and and yeah. that's what leads to the anxiety I think and uh, and also in this situation we've not only got the big uncertainties of the future but we've also got the fact that those everyday boundaries just keep shifting and that's also really unsettling so yeah. and the goalposts keep moving as well don't they you kind of think oh by this point we'll be at this point and then yeah. it all shifts again yeah and that shifting it just yeah, it really affects how stable and how safe you feel, isn't it? In a, 
um, yeah, in an emotional sense. So for me, I have to keep bringing it back to things that I can control. So things like keeping a routine, taking one day or one week at a time and setting myself small, simple goals. And um, rather than doing my plan for the next year, you know, I'm bringing it right back to just one, one week at a time. Yeah. And I've also changed the way that I set some of those goals and those to-do lists now. So rather than listing out all the things that I think I should do or achieve, which may or may not work out, um, instead I started asking myself, how do I want to be today or this week? Like, how do I want to show up? And what do I want to feel? And, and those kind of questions, I think that helps me to focus on my well-being and it also keeps a focus on the here and now as well, which is, which is really key. So um, I've done a lot of um, reading and practice around mindfulness and I've found that so helpful in the past because anything that for me, any little practices that help ground me in the present moment, it stops my mind wandering off to, to worrying about the future or, or dwelling mm -hmm. and ruminating on all the stuff that I haven't been able to do and what that might mean for me. Um, any little practices, um, mindful meditations or just kind of using my senses or breath to draw myself back into the present moment doing that kind of stuff really helps to, to ground me and help me feel a bit safer um, and to just focus on that it's, it's quite a countercultural idea but really but that shift from doing constantly doing to just to being and accepting yeah. this present moment and um, that's definitely an opportunity that I think has come out of this pandemic and one that I think can help us navigate the uncertainties when we make that shift to a present being. Oh, that was great. I think there's some really good, like, key standout things there. I really enjoyed particularly what Donna said about, um, like, instead of focusing on what I want to achieve, because I think whenever the goalposts move, you think you want to achieve this and then everything changes and then you can't achieve it. So then you're left feeling disappointed. But instead focusing on, like, how do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How do I want to interact with people? Who, you know, who do I want to be is a really great thing that we can focus on. Um, is there anything that stood out for you particularly? Yeah, I just think um, what Nicholas was saying about, you know, journaling, I just think that's such a, a great way just to be able to process. It's something that yeah. I do and just find it a really helpful way, actually, of just being able to perhaps write down all those thoughts that are whirling around or write down those emotions or actually when you've just got loads going around um, and thinking about everything you need to do, just being able to get it down on paper um, really helps. And also in that, like when I'm journaling, I also just try and catch those things that, I'm thankful for because I think you know these past few months have been really tough um, but there have still been things to be thankful for and I think it's trying to capture those and look look for those as well yeah absolutely and is there anything that we haven't really mentioned that you use as a strategy to manage change and anxiety yeah so I think um, a tool or um, technique that I've kind of found really helpful and that we use as well in our mentoring of young people is this idea of um, circle control. So thinking about when a situation comes along, thinking, okay, do I have control over this? Is it out of control or do I partly have some control over it? So um, an example for something that actually I, I used was I was finding fairly early on in lockdown, the impact of the news and um, kind of thought, okay, well, I can't control what's on the news. I can't control what's being said, um, but actually I can control how much I'm listening to it, how much I'm um, reading it, how much I'm yeah. watching it. Um, and so that's what I started to do. I started to limit the amount that I was um, listening 
to the news and so kind of when any situation comes along I try and ask myself that question okay do I have control over this situation if so what can I do or actually is it something that I need to um, let go and not spend time and energy and focusing and worrying on yeah yeah fantastic and I think that links into what each of those three people said because you know Donna mentioned focusing on the things that we can control and you know Kirsty talks about that flexible thinking when you're hoping for a certain outcome and it doesn't happen you can't control that but what can I control how can I be flexible and creative and think of a new way of doing this um and Nicholas also talked a lot about living in the moment and we can't control the past we can't control the future but what we can control is right now and how we engage with that and focus on that so yeah I think circle of control is such a good tool really recommend that fantastic okay well thank you so much all for listening I really hope that you enjoyed that and that something in there was helpful or useful and please feel free to share this podcast with anybody that you think would enjoy it or find it useful Um, and tune in for part two and remember that you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Faze Hitchin thank you so much bye